Welcome to Message Received, the podcast series from audience communication and events. We've created this podcast to fulfill your needs to learn about internal communication, leadership, resiliency, work-life integration, and to help you get the most out of your team and your organization. We hope you love listening to this series as much as we've loved making it. Thank you for subscribing. We are really excited to bring you our multi-channel approach to communication. Welcome to Message Received. I'm Tim Ferguson, your host, and I'm so excited to have this discussion today around making the most of 2021. We're recording this in, well, getting towards late January. It's January 19th at the day that we're recording it. And needless to say, this is a year like no other. And we wanted to kick off Message Received for 2021 on this exact topic. How are we going to make the most of this year? How are we going to go into this year feeling as spirited and as positive as possible, given all the headwinds that we're we're facing? And I think for a lot of us, the kind of exhaustion with which we're arriving in the new year. So to have this discussion, I've got two of my colleagues, Laura Brooks and Natalie Eifred, on the line. Laura, Nat, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Tim. How are you? Great. Good. Very good, Tim. Thank you. All right. Awesome. So um, maybe I'll frame the discussion and then and then we'll get into asking each other some questions and try to help the listeners uh, with their with their own making the most of, of 2021. So normally January at audience, we're all about let's come strong out of the gate you know, uh, very often we're doing multiple events, live events in January. Uh, some of us haven't had much of a Christmas break for that reason. You know, we've been working with clients over the holidays to get ready for January events. And and, and even still, the goal is come back fresh, recharged, ready to take on the year. That That's the way it's always been. And this year is not like that. And I don't think it should be like that. I don't think it can be like that. And so we've been talking around around our agency about the concept of a soft launch and the notion that, like, not slow launch, but a mindful launch, we're saying. And it's like, hey, we if we come strong out of the gate, we're going to collapse, right? Like, my, my legs are jelly. I can't, I can't come racing into 2021. I need, but I also, I also can't come limping into 2021. I can't arrive wanting to retreat and go back and get under the duvet. I can't have that either. So what is the sort of sweet spot in between? And and this is where we've come up with this idea of a, of a soft launch or a mindful start. And the, the notion is to say, okay, this is an, an analogy that it came to my mind is my wife and I, when we were living back in Canada, we loved going on canoe trips. So in the wilderness, you know, think of Canada, right? Like, expansive wilderness, mosquitoes, bears, and you you get in your canoe with all your provisions, paddle across the lake, set up your tent, and you know, sleep over the night. Or if you're really adventurous, you actually portage. You you, you paddle across the lake, then you get out of your canoe, you take everything out of the canoe, you put the canoe on your head, and maybe you hike for a kilometer through the woods, through a trail, and you know, go back and get all your gear, bring it the kilometer over reload it in the canoe and paddle across the next lake 
And if you're really adventurous, maybe you do two or three of those lakes. Maybe you, maybe you, you cross you know, many, many kilometers in a day. And the further you go, civilization just disappears and you're more and more alone. So if you're going for one night on a lake where there's cottages around and, you know, you, you bring a bottle of wine and you bring all sorts of extra provisions and you don't give it that much thought. You paddle across the lake, you set up. But if you're going on a 10 or, or, or 15 day trip, you really think through everything. What exactly are you bringing? How much is it going to weigh? Uh, you, you make a menu plan, right? What are you going to eat on day one, day two, day three, day four? So you may bring a few fresh foods, for instance, that so you'll eat in the first and second day. And then you move on to, you know, the, the, the dried goods. Like you, you strategize everything. You think it through. And you become very aware, what if I get injured? Right? What if I twist my ankle? If I twist my ankle in the, in the first scenario, no big deal. We get in the canoe, we paddle back to the car, all is fine. You twist your ankle like five days into a 10-day trip. You know, that's another story. And so you have this very mindful preparation. You're visualizing that those 10 days, you're preparing properly. And you're thinking about your energy level throughout the experience and, and what, how much, and you're being very realistic. How much can you carry on your back? How much, how many kilometers can you cover in a day? And my sense is that's what we're doing for ourselves to start 2021. It's to say, okay, let's be realistic about this situation. How many more months of lockdown? What does vaccine look like? Uh, what would going back to the, the new normal look like? What's the state of the team? How are we emotionally? How are we physically? Mapping that out and putting some important pieces in place. So personally, what I've done is I've put these resiliency days in place. I'm going to do six of them. I've booked six, three of the six. They're a full day. They're a Wednesday. They're a full day. And I, so I've got three between now and, and the summer. And those are just for me to uh, read, strategize, to just spend some time, you know, listening to, to some interesting podcasts, making sure that I'm in good shape. So it's still a work day. Like I'm going to I'm going to do my timesheets at the end of the day and I'm going to say eight hours internal work. Right. Why? I am taking care of myself. I'm thinking about my business. I'm doing both at the same time. And I'm encouraging everyone in the team to do the same. So that's that's an example. Um and that's what we want to talk about today. What what strategies do we have in place to get us through 2021? And that's just I, I don't I don't want to say it that way. Get us through it so that we can accomplish great things in 2021, but be realistic about it. So that frames the discussion. Um, let's turn now to, to the two of you, to, to Natalie and Laura. Um, Natalie, I'll, I'll start with you. I, I'd just love to hear what the back-to-work experience was like for you. I mean, I, I just, I've been describing it to people as swimming through molasses. I thought the first week I got back, you know when you see a bird that's been in like an <laughs> oil slick, it's covered with the oil, and it's trying to get free? I felt like that the first week. I was really caught off guard. I was not expecting to be so, let's say, exhausted, uh, even after two full weeks off. And I still, I felt, I didn't feel ready. How did you feel coming back? What was it like for you coming back from the holidays? Yeah, that's a that's a good question, Tim. And to be honest, I would 
I would I feel like I would need the trip in Canada that you just described in the intro uh, <laughs> because I also feel exhausted the the first two three weeks were just acting like you know everybody back and and you were just expected the first week to be you know quiet um you know time to catch up on emails and to to kind of plan the 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 weeks and the months ahead um but no no it was full speed on uh day day one um and uh I think because 2020 was so hectic as well, um, everyone was looking towards the end of the year and looking, you know, looking forward to 2021. But at the end, 2021 is high chances are that it's going to look like 2020. Um, and I think on, on my side, what I'm trying to do is to be more conscious of my time, uh, more um you know, manage my time better and prioritize um, my activities. And I'm, I'm reading a, an amazing book at the moment, which is around like the concept of slow life. So basically, you know, kind of pacing yourself and making things not as in a fast, I know we are in a fast paced environment, but trying to slow things down. So whenever you can, um, you know, being mindful of, you know, when you're eating, when you're going out, taking time to watch the nature, for example, when you're in a walk and and things like that. So it's about making decision um, on the time, um, you know, uh, how can I say that on a being time conscious with all the activities that we're that I'm doing, at least. And is it working so far? Are you having success with that? Uh, some days yes, some others less. But uh, it, I, I guess it's it's not something you can just see on on two weeks. Um, maybe I can get back to you in a couple of weeks. But so far, I think it's it, and it's about discipline and you know not trying. Okay, there are some days it's not going to work out. Um, you know, I usually, for example, like to take a break at lunch and go out, like to be outside of the house, to be not on a laptop, not in front of a screen and a camera and usually go for a run or for a walk. And the last two days, unfortunately, well, the weather was not there um, and I was busy on, in, in meetings. So sometimes I think we need to be flex disciplined, but flexible. Um, so hopefully tomorrow is going to be a better day and I will be able to go for a run. Well, and I think the, the research would say that simply by telling, by sharing that, so by communicating your goal, to Laura and myself and our thousands of listeners, uh, by communicating that goal, you are you are that much more likely to to achieve what you want to achieve tomorrow. And I think that's why I agree with you fully on discipline. But I also believe in lowering the need for discipline as much as possible. And things like being open and honest, telling people your situation, um, removing friction from mm -hmm. what you want to do. You know, you put your shoes out in the morning. You uh, you super make sure that not only have you blocked the hour for lunch, but you've given yourself like a 15 minute buffer on either side. You, you know, like you've taken you've, you've said, how can I make this require as little discipline as possible, make it as easy as possible? Uh, and so and I, I believe it's it's all about planning, right? If you, as you said, like put the time blocker in your calendar and, and sharing it with the team and said, okay, between 12 and 1, uh, no, I'm not available, but I'm back online at, you know, 1.15 and, and be in a meeting. And, you know, like in one hour, what I'm trying to tell myself every day is like in one hour, the world cannot fall apart without me for an hour. And I really feel like 
this this break in the middle of the day for me is very beneficial because I I'm able to breathe some fresh air, disconnect from all the thoughts and the the to do list, right? And it's just about me and 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 maybe it can you know sound a bit selfish, but it's what works for me to feel better and be you know ready for the afternoon. That's great. That's great. I hope you stay with that all year. That's for sure. Laura, how about you? What what, what was the re-entry experience like, and and what le- what lessons from twenty twenty are you implementing already in twenty twenty one? Yeah, so it's very much like Natalie, to be honest. It was a very hectic um, end of year and pretty hectic coming um, back into to work um, in 2021. Um, I mean, I didn't feel like I, I obviously had a break. I had two weeks off. It was amazing. But very much the days just seemed to merge into one because here in the UK, we're we're obviously we're locked down and so um, moving around was impossible so your days you just got into a bit of routine and um, that type of thing but um, for me um, back in 2020 you know I was making sure that I was going going for my daily walks at lunchtime um, and then towards the end of the year I stopped doing that partly because the weather's not very good here in the UK um, but it got super super busy um, so for me this year um it's all about creating new habits for me um really good habits that are going to benefit me like Natalie said being a bit selfish making sure that I make time for myself um and also um you know focusing on what matters to me um not feeling guilty about anything taking time out you know you know taking that hour lunch break you know it's it's all about focusing on me um and then that's only going to make me better um, and make me more proactive um in my role basically um and to kind of put a bit of a positive spin on it you know every day that goes by we're one step closer to being normal again um so you know that's i think where we need to focus ourselves is that you know it might not feel great at the moment um but the positive side it positive side of it is sorry is we're one step closer I, I think that's such an important point is that it's dark right now I mean it's winter it's literally winter time the days are short and the vaccine has not had it it's time to make itself around the plant and make its way around the planet yet and so it may feel like this is going to go on forever you know there's no light at the end of the tunnel there is light at the end of the tunnel we just don't see it yet I think that's that's a great attitude and when you think about habits, Laura, and taking care of yourself, so one thing, I just think it's so, this is how crazy the world has gotten, that we have to feel guilty about taking an hour for lunch, which is supposed to be just standard, right? Like that's supposed to be just a normal thing that human beings do. Um, I, I had a client of mine say that, you know, she she feels, she felt, she felt the need to communicate that I'm not going to work nights or weekends anymore. And she really agonized over it that she was going to communicate this. And I thought it was so great that she did it. And but then but then we also laughed. We we said, what is how did we get here where we we feel obliged to to not eat a proper lunch and to work nights and weekends? So so Laura, if you, when you think of making sure you stick to these habits, do you have any ideas for that to make sure that you don't that by February that, that you're not just lost in work? Yeah, so for me, it's making sure that I, I block time in my diary. 
Like nobody can put a meeting in my diary if I've blocked it. Um, also, I mean, I live fairly close to some of my colleagues here in the UK, so why not do a walk and a talk? I can drive to their to their uh, a location, you know, between between the both of us, and yeah, why not walk and talk and make the most of that? Yeah, you're you're being safe. You're within all the guidelines. Exactly. Why not? Of course, and and really more than why not. It's like think of the mental health benefit. Think of the human connection benefit. Think of the exercise benefit. I mean, that that just they just stack up, you know. Um, so that's great. I hope I hope you 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 stay with those great habits. I as will. Well. I will. I promise. And and if I can just add something on that, I think um, what we've also seen with the audience team is that we're, you know, getting I feel closer, even if we're not in the same you know office and we're not able <clears throat> to be. We're not able to be together as we used to be. I really feel like there is a strong connection and we can really count on this when, you know, you're not feeling good or you have issues and everyone is is happy to help and, and support you. And this is this is great. And being clear on, um, you know, clear and communicate about your needs and your, oh, I, I want to do that, you know, lunch break with your, um, I don't know, with your line manager and your colleagues. That can only be helpful. I mean... I feel um, strangely even closer, like you said, Natalie, to my colleagues, but also to my clients, because each of us have welcomed each other into our homes and our personal life. Um, so for me, I mean, that's another positive. And I would actually weirdly probably quite miss it um, once we go back to the new normal. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just been great. So that's the perfect segue, Laura, talking about our clients. So we're a small agency. Most of our clients are, are big global multinational corporations. And I'd like to, to, to talk a, a little bit about what are the trends that you're seeing? Like how, what, what are the kind of needs that the clients are having? And let's share some thoughts that anyone listening could, could benefit from in terms of the insights that we're seeing. When you're working for a big company, what can you do to make the most of, of 2021? Um, I'll, I'll kick off with a, a couple of ideas and then and then we'll go around the table. So just an example would be having a regroup, a January regroup for small teams seems to be something that is really resonating with the clients. And it's, an, it's a discussion not unlike the one that we're having now. So not necessarily strategic planning, not budget planning, not like a rah-rah kickoff. It's a like a, a, a true regroup. You know, how is everybody doing? Don't make any assumptions about uh, people's emotional state. I've been struck again by the how unevenly distributed the COVID-19 experience is. So in a group of 10 people, you've got a really steep bell curve uh, from those who've, you know, had family members very negatively impacted directly by COVID-19 or who've had COVID-19 themselves. And at the other end of the spectrum, People for whom the whole experience, even so far, has been, you know, dare I say, positive, uh, and then every gradient in between. So simply coming together and speaking openly. Uh, the other thing that we we started in 2020 that is continuing this month. A lot, a lot of teams are new. You know, they they've been reformed um, either to deal with COVID nineteen. Uh, challenges specifically, or just, you know, that's the way business is, right? We have reorganizations, we have new opportunities. 
And so some people are either getting their job and being onboarded into the virtual environment, or it's a team that just hasn't been able to meet together in person. Their global teams haven't been able to meet together in months and months and months. New people have joined. So we've been making these introductory vid, uh, podcasts where it's just interviews with, you know, like getting to know each other. So people's personal backgrounds, their biographies, and these have resonated really well with, with clients. So there, there are things that they can do, things our clients can do to uh, make the most of 2021. Nat, again, back to you. What, what, what's your sense there? What are the trends that uh, the the early trends of how clients are are coping with 2021. Yeah, I think on my side, what I've seen is that our clients are looking for different experience, different type of experience. So most of them have been, you know, in a virtual setup in 2020. Um, so locked up on you know Zoom uh, Zoom call all day long or Teams call. Um, and I think what we need to focus this year would be to try to offer them a different experience. So should it be a workshop or a regroup, as you said, or a large um, a large meeting? What are the elements that we can bring to change their experience? And I'm thinking of uh, our lovely Senada, who's, um, who's a yoga teacher um, and also working as project coordinator um, at Audience, who is uh, able to offer like a five minute break within a, uh, you know, within a client session, uh, we are able now to give them this kind of breathing breathing space and Sonata is just doing a, a three or five minute um, break um, with them. And I can, I, I can totally see that it can change the experience from a client point of view. When you, you kind of refocus on, I know like every team has an objective and, and they, they need to achieve and deliver things, but let's, you know, and, and this is kind of connected to my, slow life concept but you know sit down take five minutes and you know stretch do those yoga um yoga practice and and it will make you feel better and then if you do it as a team there is this you know strong binding right um bonding binding sorry <laughs> between all the people and it, it can only be beneficial it can only be beneficial and and i think that there is two sides to that story so there's the one that you just told the other side is from sonata's point of view and you think about her engagement and how that makes her feel that the skill this ability this element of her life that used to be i guess in a way private right it's what she would do in the evenings or in the mornings or on the weekends and she, there was that separation between work and life and then we all needed help months and months ago and she came up with the idea of saying hey i can do virtual yoga lessons for you to you know de-stress de the team and we're like, oh, I didn't know. You. Well, at least I, I'm like, oh, I didn't know you were a yoga instructor. And so it revealed something about her that we didn't know about and gave her an ability to kind of bring her whole self to work, as they say. And then it's it's evolved now that it's becoming like a service that we're offering to clients. And I think for the clients, they could be doing the same. So it's like who on your team has a special skill or ability or passion, something that they love that they normally wouldn't share that maybe would be good for the team or good for your clients, good for your, you know, good for your business. R really ask those questions and give people those opportunities. I, it, just such a great example, Nat. What, what, are your, what are you seeing, Laura? What's, what, what are the trends? What are the needs of the clients? How can we help people listening to this call? 
Well, actually, I was thinking about trying to create our own trend um, for our clients. Um, and for me, that would be giving back time because, you know, we all need time, <laughs> um, you know, and it can be a range of different things. But, you know, just a couple of thoughts on, you know, on my head, do we actually need that meeting? Can we, can we, you know, talk to the client in, you know, in, a, in another format, another way? And, you know, maybe that is in the form of a collaborative document. Do we actually need to meet and spend 30 minutes discussing, you know, this document when actually the client could just go into that collaborative document, make the changes they want to do. We go and make those changes that we need to make. And then, you know, there you go, the document's ready. You know, do we need those multiple meetings to discuss that document? Um, the other thought is, um, you know, short to the point meetings, you know, do we need to schedule 30 minute meetings? Why can't they be 20 minute meetings? You know, if a client's got a 30 minute meeting in their diary, you know, um, say from three till 3.30, we don't have to schedule that meeting at 3.30. We can do it at 35 minutes past um, and then finish that meeting at five minutes too. So, I mean, ultimately I would love to be able to give back our clients time. Um, and I think it would benefit not only them, but also us as well. I love it. Give give the gift of time, right? Give the gift of time. And there could be interesting ways that you, I'm thinking about Bitcoin or something, right? Where it's like your calendar is, there, there's something about our calendars and how do we, it, it's almost like a gift exchange. Uh, if, if you do this for me today, I will give you back time tomorrow. I don't know what, what that might look like. Um, and it's actually, it's an idea that we, we haven't implemented yet. But it may be, I, I'm, I'm sure someone's going to pick it up and want to do this. And it would be um, a team building activity, not, not like, a, like a team strategic planning activity, let's say, that is meant to create a bonding experience. But what, they would fo what you'd focus on is the calendar. Because I think what people do is we, we oddly, we all manage our own calendar and we try to kind of invade the calendars of others and avoid others from invading our calendar. But I've never done an exercise, maybe you have, I've never done an exercise where I sat down and said, okay, let's all look at our calendars and let's talk through them. Like, what do they look like for the next six months? And try to coordinate our efforts to say, like, is there a best day of the week for us to do a lot of emailing with each other? Or is there a best day of the week to or or best day of the month to have a no meetings day and and maybe there are ways that we can find efficiencies it's it's like we all make our own puzzle we never work on the puzzle together mm -hmm. something like that i don't know but and uh, I, I think it's a great example i feel like on some on a project specific base sometimes i'm doing this with my team where i'm sitting down beginning of the week with um I'm sitting down with the, the producer and we're reviewing the, you know, the week's calendar and said, okay, so those are the clients meeting we need to attend, which one of us is going to go and, you know, kind of not have, you know, all the team on all calls all the time, but the person who's making sense at that point in time, and this can free up the calendar for the other person. And I think that works well on a project base, then on a, you know, larger scale, um, it's different, but um, it's definitely something that we should try to try to do with our client too. 
Yeah, Laura, your idea is gold here. Yeah, and I and <laughs> just um, to point out as well, and one of our colleagues, Sasha, um, she also um, was thinking about um, rather than putting in those sporadic kind of team meetings into your diary, why not have a set day um, every month and have um, that team meeting so everybody is prepared and ready for it rather than, you know, thinking, oh, I've got this um, team meeting here and I've got that team meeting there. Set a particular day within the month to have all those meetings. Uh, yes, I, I know what you're talking about because we do, um, so we do a town hall we have what we call audience academy, which is internal training. And then we have like a show and tell type of meeting, which is uh, sharing sharing cool projects and client work that we've been doing with each other. And we spread those we spread those throughout the month. And the idea is, hey, let's bundle those, right? Exactly. Is, it, that's, that's, is that what you mean? Yeah, exactly that. Um, because I'm sure many of our clients have, you know, multiple team meetings. So, yeah, why not bring it all together? The other thing that we experimented with in 2020 with clients, I think will be a big deal in 2021. One of the, the most ironic situations I've ever faced in my life where we would book three half day virtual meetings with say 200 people. And then the significant amounts of time as in like the whole afternoon of day two or half the afternoon of day two is free time we we would give um a prompt so this is you know the next hour and 45 minutes is resiliency time do what you want you know go for a walk get some exercise get out of the house or if you can't leave the house get away from your desk do something that's important to you and the feedback from the participants was amazing they love it and it's like it's so cool right it, it, it costs nothing i mean it's it's just giving people the gift of time and what I can conceive of is imagine a week where it's like, okay, third week of March, we're all going to do the week together. All 200 of us, we're all going to do the week together. But it's not constant face-to-face -face meetings. It's coordinated. So maybe there's a networking afternoon where everyone knows that everyone else is available for like a quick catch-up. Maybe there's a motivational speaker one morning followed by an af a morning off to reflect on what they've learned and write about it and think about it. You know, maybe there's a skill exchange day where it's like you get you get the yoga instructors and the cooking, the cooking gurus and the fitness people and the I don't know, the IT geniuses. And they have like an exchange of of services where they, you know, organize these little micro micro workshops i don't know but it's like hey we're all doing this week together and it's going to be the most beautifully balanced week we don't start until 9 30 we end at four something like that you know let, let's 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 help each other control our time that's a brilliant idea tim we need to sell this <laughs> we need to sell this It'd be, it would be so much fun it would be good for everyone right and i guess we need to do it we need we need to practice what we preach we should do one for ourselves I was about to say, what should we pilot this internally and then we can explain to our client what how beneficial it is? Yeah, yeah, let's let's try it. Let's try it. I would love to I would love to do it. All right. So both of you, this has been a great discussion. And uh, let's close it out with some guidance. And I bequeath you, I mean, you're Dr. Nat, you're Dr. Laura, I'm Dr. <laughs> Tim. We're gonna write some prescriptions here for the people listening. And I'm a great believer that 
we all we all have the wisdom. We all know what we need to do to be resilient. We all know what we need to do to take care of ourselves. We all we know the theory. It's acting on it. So I don't care if what you're about to prescribe to others, you've never done yourself. I don't care. What I care about is I want to know what's in your minds as as to as to how we can have a, a more resilient 2021. That's what this is all about. So, Dr. Laura, I'm going to start with you. you you've got the white coat on. <laughs> Everyone listening is like, I need to have a resilient 2021. I need to make the most of 2021. What is your prescription? What should we what should we be doing? So the first one is create new habits, habits that benefit yourself. Um, the second would be to plan ahead. So set goals and achievements. Um, you can do it every couple of months, every six months or for the year, but just plan ahead and set the goals and achieve them. Um, and for me, a big one is feeling confident, saying no. Um, yeah. I think I think that those I think for me are the the top ones and ones that I will prescribe myself as well. That's a recipe for success. That's a prescription for success for health. That's great. What about you, Natalie? What would you What would you say, Doctor Natalie? Um, so I would say nearly the same as Laura. Um, I think um, you know taking the time to prioritize what make the most sense for you, where you feel good about an activity, make the time you know, in your calendar, make the space to, to be able to do it. Um, but also, Laura was talking about, you know, setting goals and achieve, achieving them. I'm more in a, like, track the progress and, and don't be afraid to do small, you know, small steps. Because, I mean, if you dream, I mean, we all want to dream big and have big achievement, um, should it be professional or personal. But let's, maybe let's break, break it down into small pieces that are more, you know, achievable in, in the time frame we have. Um, so I'm all into the, you know, small steps and celebrate those small, small achievements. I love it. I love it. I'm going to try to do everything that you've just described. <laughs> and I'll, I'll put my own two cents in. My own thoughts would be, one, communicate. Do not keep your goal to have better habits or your goal to protect your time or your goal to, you know, have, have, uh, have something to accomplish within three months or six. Don't keep any of that secret. Share it, share it with others. The other would be feed your mind. We all need new ideas. We need new strategies. We need new insights. So whether it's reading, podcasting, going, uh, you know, joining workshops or seminars, take, you know, take this opportunity to learn. And I guess the the, the last is I, I would go back to, to Laura, your comment about the light at the end of the tunnel. Know that things will get better because they always do. If you want to feed your mind, there's a book called Sapiens that you have to read about the history of humankind. And the, the punchline from that book I took away this, reading, reading it over the holidays is 70,000 years of sapiens. We've been through a lot. We've been through a lot and we will get through this. That's what that's what human beings do. We will get through this. So there is light at the end of the tunnel coming. So listen, Natalie, Laura, thank you so much for taking, well, for investing this time, I, I think, uh, in in ourselves and, and for all those listening. So thank you both. No, thank you. It's been great. Thank you. Thank, thank you both. It was amazing. 
Thank you for tuning in and listening to Message Received. Don't forget to subscribe and keep a lookout for the next episode.